This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning. Welcome to Morning Breath. This is Pastor Brian. I'm sitting in today for Pastor Dan Stahlbaum, and uh, it's an honor to be with you. It's our drive-time devotion or anytime devotion, podcast, uh, radio show. We're uh, we're just excited that you'll be with us to get into the Word of God together. I got a couple friends in the uh, in the studio with me today. Across from me sits uh, Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Always fun getting to hang out with some of my friends. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this today. And then we have our extraordinaire over there on the board in. Uh, I don't know, dude. Are you wearing high heels? What are those you're wearing? <laughs> that's, that's Nick, Nick Clemson over there. Hey guys. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Nick is an incredible drummer. Back in the day when he had his long hair, he had the perfect hair whip. He would hair play, whip. dude. That hair was. It was more about the hair than the drumming. My 12 year old may or may not be into the whip right now in his hair. He doesn't yeah. even have long hair, but oh, it's yeah. cool. It's my, cool. To my get son's little, like, hair is long. He's got the surfer hair, and he can do the. Yeah. He knows it's like timed. What if you don't have hair and you're going bald? Just go for it, bro. Hey, some fake it till you make it. No, no, no. It's, God made some people perfect, and the rest <laughs> he gave hair. That's what I heard, right? Yeah. I got hair, so I guess I'm not perfect. Yeah. You got, we all got, we in this room, we all three got hair, but yeah. it's all good. If you're bald out there, we love you, and uh, you're more perfect than the rest of us, yeah. I guess. So anyway, we're uh, we're going to get into the show here. Uh, this is, uh, you know, this is a, it's a drive time and not drive time, and this is a show that we want you to get in the Word of God on a regular basis, and maybe you would tune in on uh, 91.5 with us, or you'd get it on a podcast or, you know, other places that way. We'd love to just have you read the Word. Um, Christian, would you tell them how to get connected to the Word of God and uh, do this with us? Yeah, a great way to get connected and to be able to listen to it is on our East Coast app. You can find that on the Apple or the Google Play Store. It's going to be a blue background with the white cross. On there, we have all of our recordings. You can follow along for the, the chapter list and anything we have going on at East Coast. You can also find that information on our website, which is EC cc.us. That's e-triple-c.us. And you can get info, events, past sermons, everything you need. You can also get information on our social media. We've been very active every day posting something on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can also call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide and any information that you need. Yeah, we'd love for you too to connect with our weekend services. You know, it's not this is not just a, a radio show. It is a radio show, but it's a part of a larger ministry here at East Coast. And we'd love for you to connect with our weekend services, whether that's digitally or that's in person. We'd love for you to come. Uh, we are having live services, uh, in-person services in all of our campuses, and we do that across our community, whether that's in Vieira or Cocoa or here in Merritt Island. We have options for you that way, as well as you know, you can watch it live either on Facebook or in our other platforms that way. But we'd love to just connect with you on a deeper level than just uh, Morning Breath. Morning Breath is a great thing, but we'd love to go a little farther with you. And um, we do have some, you know, cool feature of this show of Morning Breath on Mondays, um, which uh, Pastor Matt and his wife, Pastor Jessica, are doing a, uh, a video podcast, audio so cool. and video. And uh, you can get that on our YouTube channel and get that a few I've different I've been told ways. I have a face that's made for radio, so I'm glad that they've got the video going. So, so that's kind of like hair then, Yeah, right? like exactly. Head, Same right? thing. Hey. It's like, they keep us on the mics, but they, we get to see them and they, good. they look good. Yeah, they're a lot more pretty than yeah, we are. Yeah, It's good. Yeah, it's they're good. good stuff. Anyway, let's get into the chapter. We got a Mark chapter five today. It's uh, I have the New American Standard Translation. What do you got? Over nice. There? I'm going to be NLT, New Living Translation. Right on. We got 42, 43 verses in this chapter, and so we're going to break it after 20. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get you started. You read the first 20 for us, and uh, I say unto you, Christian, read, sir. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gazarene, 
When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial graves and could no longer be restrained, even with the chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as often as he was, he snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered among the burial caves in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirit begged him again and again not to send him into a distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into the pigs, the spirit begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man in the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with them. But Jesus said, No, go to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. All right, verse 21. And when Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and on seeing him fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went, off from, he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I'll get well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? Or did he say it? Who touched my garments? Some of that. And he disciples and his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue official, saying, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher anymore? But Jesus, overhearing what had been spoken, said to the synagogue's official, Do not be afraid any longer, only believe. And he allowed no one to accompany him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. 
they came to the house of the synagogue official, and he saw, a, he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. And entering in, he said to them, Why make a commotion and weep? The child has not died, but is asleep. They began laughing at him, but putting them all out, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which translated means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk, for she was 12 years old, and immediately they were completely astounded. And he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this, and he said that something should be given her to eat. Amen. How about that? Pretty wow. uh, pretty incredible chapter. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of, uh, I don't know, I, there's supernatural stuff. I mean, they were reading the Gospels. Action-packed. Yeah, we're, we're reading the Gospels, and, uh, you know, we're, we're five chapters into the book of Mark here, and we see some pretty powerful, I mean, from a dude who was literally out of control, that chains and shackles couldn't hold him down, getting totally free, yep. to the point of sitting in regular clothes, calm, and just normal, quote-unquote, and freaking people out because yep. he was, you know, so different and so radically changed to— Here's somebody who is, you know, for 12 years, you know, with the issue of blood, dealing with stuff that doctors couldn't fix, getting healed, the, a, a dead or maybe not dead, sleeping um, young girl um, appeared to be dead and uh, is is healed and made whole. And um, wow. I mean, all that packed into, you know, 42 verses, 43 verses. And we could just read through a chapter like this so quickly and just go, well, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Just some stuff that maybe happened historically or some people think it's just a good story. Yeah. Just a great story. Yeah. But you know what? This is not just a great story. These are real lives that are real, real radically transformed and changed. And in just literally in 42 verses, we see, you know, the, the demon possessed free, the dead raised, the sick healed. And, Everyone around it encouraged. Like the you think, heart of God right here. In think a of nutshell. the ripple effects of just these three or oh four things, right? Of hundreds of lives and thousands. Oh, and yeah. we could just blow past like a chapter like this. I, I mean, I don't know. We, yeah. Maybe no one else would blow past it, but you could read a chapter in your Bible and just kind of move on and go, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But I, I, I guess I could get stuck in um in the first part of this uh this part of this chapter. And it says, verse 20, it says, And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. Yeah. This is the guy who couldn't be shackled because he was break out of him all the <laughs> Come time. On. That is just peacefully going about now and proclaiming the goodness of this Jesus yeah. guy. And you think of the impact that he was known as that guy out there. And maybe in your world, and this is how it speaks to me, that maybe in my world there's that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy, like maybe not the guy who's breaking out of shackles and just totally, yeah. you know, demon possessed crazy, whoever right? it is. Yeah. But there's somebody who's a little crazier than you are. Like we're all a little bit crazy, maybe yeah. even, right? Like you think about that person who is not like you, different than you, just a little off, just a little weird, just somebody you don't really want to deal with at all. And Jesus goes to the other side to deal with this one dude yeah. and gets back in the boat and goes the other way. Yeah. But that one interaction with this one guy, the one person, which yeah. is part of the vision of our church this year, the one, it's a big deal about you know one savior and one step and one soul, for the one soul to get set free on wow. the other side of this pond. Yeah. And then he goes back across and there's the one young woman or not yeah. so young woman who've been dealing with the issue of blood, one person. For years and years been yep. carrying this thing. Well, who is who's somebody in your life that maybe we'll go back to the first half of this chapter. Who's the who's the person who you just don't even want to deal with? Yeah. You think about man, they're they're just they're over there. Let's just leave them over there, crazy, and yeah. just not mess with it anymore. And maybe God would have you step into that relationship and just come a little closer and um, see what He could do. I think because that's so good. The the power of what happened there had little to do with the natural man Jesus yeah. and the supernatural spirit of God on the inside of Jesus that recognized some demonic forces and some things in his life, called him out, set him free, 
And the rest is history, honestly. Like lives forever changed and probably generations forever different in those communities because of this one man whose life has changed. That's so, so cool. I don't know who your one person out there that you might just want to leave alone right now. And you're yeah. like, man, I don't even want to deal with that. They're too far gone. Maybe yeah. you'd pray, just even be willing to pray for that person. Start yeah. with that. And I know that when you start with a prayer about that somebody, that maybe God would move your heart towards them in a deeper level and see what God does. That's good. That's the same area that I had focused in. And so you guys know, we do not pre-talk about what we're going to share either. We try to really keep it real and authentic. So we wait until we start sharing to see what it is. And it's looking at this maniac of Gadara is what the Bible describes it is. But I like the idea of the the, the evangelist of Gadara yeah. is this guy who got his life radically changed, went, and history tells us that he went and shared the gospel. And that area was changed because of what he experienced. And the Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. He had that personal experience. And I want to encourage you exactly what Pastor Brian has said is if there's a person out there that you feel is like too far gone, you think, hey, God could change someone, but maybe not them. Like I've had those friends before and I need you to know out there that I was that guy at points to where if you would have known me as a teenager, you'd think, you know, God will use anybody except that kid, yeah. you know, that crazy kid that got expelled from seventh grade and eighth grade and kicked out of high school and got into so much trouble and was on a terrible road. God still had a plan for me and I've been walking with him for 20 years now and he's been able to change my life and turn it around. He can do that for other people. And there's, there's just power in knowing the redemption of God and what he could do with our lives. Here, this woman who had had this issue and had almost given up, she said that she spent all of her money. She had tried everything that she could, but it was one touch from Jesus. It was just, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, that I could be changed. And it was that faith. In Mark 4, we had heard Jesus talk about the faith of a mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds, but yet grows to one of the greatest trees. And sometimes it's just that small mustard seed faith that could change everything. It's not your power. It's the power that's inside of you through God. It's when we get out of the way and say, God, I can't do this on my own. That was one of the greatest prayers and proclamations I've ever said out of my mouth as I was at a very low moment in life where I had started walking with the Lord. And some of you can maybe testify this. I had started to say, God, I'm going to follow you. I'm yeah. going after you. And I was doing the right things and I was in church and then boom, I had some stuff from my past pop back up that tried to resurface. And it was like, oh, this is going to be some tough consequences. And I literally got on my knees. I turned a chair around. I put my face down on the chair and I said, God, I can't do this on my own. You have to help. And it was in that moment that everything changed. And I, I had a life change. God worked it out. I've never looked back, but that could be an experience that you could have to where you let God come in and he's going to take care of it and he'll change everything. That's really cool. You know, another, another part of this chapter, um, we see Jairus and his, you know, his daughter is yeah. um, not well. And um, this is a synagogue official. This is a guy who's, you know, have some status in the, in the area and he's coming to Jesus and going, Hey, you know, my daughter's not well, you know, she's at the point of death. And, um, while that's all going on, Jesus gets distracted, quote yeah, unquote, you yeah, know, yeah. or gets tied up. We'll just, we'll just say tied there up. There's like, stuff happening. He's in a crowd and he's trying to get his way through the crowd. Yeah. People pressing in on him. And here's Jairus watching all this go down while he knows his daughter is dying over there, yeah, this right? this is time sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine the the emotions going on in Jairus to like go, come on, dude, let's go. You're supposed yeah. to be working on my daughter. Like, yeah. why are you stopping? So what? Somebody touched your garment. Yeah. You know, like you think about while this is happening, they're on their way together to go to his house. Yeah. And suddenly this 
crowds there and it's bogging him down. Woman touches him and he's like, whoa, I perceive something happened here. And, you know, kind of stops and like, you know, deals with the situation, yeah. you know. And um, I, I made light of it as I was saying, you know, who touched my garments. Like, I, you know, you can, depending on your picture of who Jesus was in that moment of, you know, who touched me, you know, versus who touched my garment. Like, yeah, like there was happened. there was seriously like some power and some faith in that, in that touch, whatever that touch looked yeah. like, you know, of just grabbing that. And, you know, I, I do believe that even in the busiest of moments of our lives that we need to be alert to things yeah. going on around us Absolutely. that we don't. And not just for the sake of safety and, you know, all of that, but just for the, in the moments, the biggest moments and the most urgent moments, maybe even God would even be doing something in those moments alongside you that would be significant in somebody's life, that yeah. we wouldn't be in such a hurry that we'd be rushing through life yeah. and forget about the people beside us and around us, right? Because this woman was desperate for something yeah. and Jesus could have been too busy for or sure. too just driven to the next or, thing. you know, call it whatever we call it. In our, in our age today, we say driven, we say busy, we say, you know, um, on a, on a, focused, you know, Stephen. Yeah, if we yeah, could use focused, a word that yeah. seems like a good word, but you're rushing through the aisles and you're not seeing the person who's uh, desperately in need of prayer. I've, I've joked around many times. Like I really do like going to Walmart. Like yeah. even, even in this era uh, that we live in right yeah, now, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty cool putting on a mask and going to Walmart and just roaming around. Just no, I, I don't do that. Like, it's not like I got nothing else to do. I just go walk around. But Walmart. you've been known to spend a couple of nights at Walmart checking things late, out late yeah. in the day. Yeah. I've, I've been, I've been out grocery shopping at, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock. Seeing you know. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, early 10 years ago, um, in some of my, you know, time in discipling or doing life alongside some young adults and some young guys, I, when I had less time during my days with like, I had a lot going on, a lot more going on, and I could find time at night to, hey, let's go out and go, you know, to Walmart. Let's go yeah. grocery shopping, you know, or whatever. Hey, you want to spend time with me? Let's go do it, whether it's early yeah. in the morning at the gym or we go to Walmart. We do whatever. I I would have no problem roaming around, you know, and I say Walmart today. It could be about anywhere. Anywhere. I, I could go to the airport and sit and watch people. Yeah, people I like watching at the mall. I like watching people, right? And I'm I'm the guy who can get hung up on an aisle talking to somebody and my family would be like, let's go, dad. Come yeah, on, let's go. Yeah. You know, like kind of almost rolling their eyes yeah. like again. But you know what? I don't want to miss an opportunity yeah. to minister the good news of who Jesus is. Yeah. And I recognize that it's not every time I'm stopping to pray for somebody. Yeah. I'm not stopping to do some supernatural power, you know, filled thing. Seeds. But you know what I'm doing is I'm yeah. building a relationship. Yeah. And if I run into somebody, I do believe that those are God-ordained moments. I yeah. didn't just happen to run into somebody. God's setting up moments for you and for me. And so I would just say to you again, it's a good reminder for me in the business of my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a husband and I'm a dad of four kids and I'm yeah. pastoring the local church and I'm coaching a little league team and a softball thing and a this and a that, and I'm out doing right. Yeah. But you know what? We can never get too busy to recognize what's going on beside us. Good. And God wants to use your moments and your steps, wherever your steps might be, wherever you're walking today, wherever you're sitting today, wherever you're driving today, Look around. It's a great leadership principle. It's changed my life radically. Absolutely. Walk slow and look around. Yeah. Like you can lead people, you can minister to people, you can help people if you'll just slow down a little yeah. bit. And you know what? Jesus knew by the grace of God, he had the power in him to raise the dead. If she was about at the point of death, you know what? He didn't have to hurry because He's he had like, the power of God yeah. in him to take care of the need there, yeah. right? And so in the moment, he wasn't frantic, like, I got to get out of here. He yeah. actually stopped and had a brief conversation with this woman. Not only did he perceive you know, the power coming, he could have just kept trucking. Yeah. There was enough power in that moment to take care of it. But he actually stopped and expressed some things to her. 
and helped encourage her that your faith has made you well. Yeah. Like it wasn't your touch of this hem. It wasn't your touch of this. It was your faith that made yeah. you well, right? It was the application of your faith. Now, there was a movement in that faith. There was a grab hold of. There was yeah. a, you know, believing in, you know, if I could just get to it, and which she, she shouldn't have been doing at that point. And, you know, yeah. culture would have never said, hey, go grab hold of this dude's garment. That's going to set you free. But what happened there was that Jesus stopped, ministered to her, encouraged her faith, and then kept going. And maybe you could encourage somebody by just stopping and loving somebody well today. Yeah. It may not be supernatural, powerful healing moment. You don't have moment. to always be laying hands on them for healing, but it's that friendly conversation walking in the park around your house, you know? It could we be, do that before, yeah. It, it could be about yeah. anything, honestly. Yeah. What, what we don't recognize is the bigness of the moments, and Pastor Dan said this a year and a half ago or so, that we don't recognize the magnitude of a moment when we're in it. Yeah. We, we recognize it when we look back on a moment. Like, wow. And yeah. why, not, why not recognize moments while they're occurring yeah. and stop and appreciate the moment? Because cool. I do believe in this season of, you know, less contact with people and less face-to-face encounters, you know, we can do some things in the encounters that we do have. Everyone or about everyone is going shopping somewhere to get food or to, you know, you're coming and going from somewhere somehow, right? Very few people at this point are just, you know, locked in a room and stuck, right? Like many of us are out and about and, you know, when you get opportunity, you know what, maybe God would do something in that moment and let's be willing to just say, God, use me today. God, would you use me in my environment, in my sphere, in my circle? Would you use me? How could we do this better? Yeah, little signs of appreciation. We had a chance to be able to take some students to the some amusement parks over the summer because of the conference. And it could be easy for people to be aggressive towards the ones who are taking temperature and enforcing masks. And I made it a point and show, showed this honor to the students. It's thanking every single person as you mm-hmm. go. Just, hey, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And you have someone say that to you in a Marriage. genuine tone, and it changes everything. Like someone says it to me, even if it feels dis and genuine. I still appreciate it. Just being that hands of feet of Jesus. As we see here that Jesus went around doing mighty works and he did it in multiple ways. He he healed this man. He healed this woman. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, but he's just going around and he's in a good pace. He's not rushing, as you said. He's going about listening to God and then walking in that speed. I, I'm going to shift gears for a second. We have a small amount of time to unpack it, but I couldn't move past it. It's out of verse 20, out of verse nine, it says, then Jesus demanded, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion because there are many of us inside the man. Real quick on this is it can be very common for people to be able to see something like this in the word and you feel like you have to duplicate it exactly. And the Christian circles you may have heard before, people feel like if you ever encounter a demonic spirit, you have to ask it, what is your name? And you have to go through these series of things. But I want you to know that God is breathing fresh and God did things a lot of different ways. At one point, Jesus spit in the mud and he rubbed it on his guy's eyes and said, do you see now? He's like, I see him, people like trees. And he, he ended up healing him. Then another time he waited three days and raised Lazarus from the dead. This time he speaks to this demon, but just know that God is doing a new thing is that you don't have to fall into this routine of, well, that's the way that grandma did it. That's the way that we've been doing in this church for 60 years. This is the way that I was told, and this is the only way God can show up. Maybe it's like we have to sing this song because this song is what brings the spirit of God, or we have to do it this way. But especially in the day and age that we're living in, know that God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43 is that, can't you see it? Can't you perceive that I'm doing these new things and we can't get stuck in this rut of thinking it's going to be that same way always. I 
I couldn't move past that because it really, really jumped out to me. Yeah, and if I could bring some balance to that to go, hey, you know, he is doing a new thing, but you know what? It should line up with the Word of God. And yes. so because um, we, we quote that verse of, behold, you know, I'll do a new thing, that doesn't mean he's going to do something outside of his character yeah. of who God is. Amen. And so let's bring balance to the thought that, you know what? Yes, you have the power. If you're a born-again believer, you've got the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You have the ability to cast out demons in his name. You have the authority of the name of Jesus to do that. Use that authority. Yep. Don't be afraid if you can't come up with the name of what that is. And if if you feel like you're praying for somebody and there's a demonic stronghold there that you don't have a name, that doesn't mean back away and stop. That means, you know what? They still bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what you need Absolutely. to understand. And the character of who God is is not changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's line it up with the Word of God. Let's use the Word of God. Proclaim the Word of God in people's lives, and it will forever change it. We're going to get a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321 321- 783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is morning breath. So as we uh, close out the show here, I, w- I wanted to I wanted to just kind of ask the, a, a quick question, maybe, and uh, maybe this would would hit your heart some way. I, I look in verse fifteen. It says they came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon possessed sitting down, clothed in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion, and they became frightened. 
And you know, there's this frightening uh, component of seeing somebody get free because you're not sure if it's going to stick or something. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know what I would encourage you? Let's believe the best. Like, mm-hmm. why why is the expectation that somebody's going to go off the rails again because they were off the rails once before? Yeah. Like, if you if you see somebody who gets free, let's celebrate that. Absolutely. Let's get excited about what God's doing. You know, and you know what? If He'll do it for them, they might just God might just do it for you too. You yeah. know, who knows what God would. You know, what you could see happen in your life as we're thankful, as we're appreciative, as we're excited about somebody else's breakthrough. Sometimes we can get frustrated with somebody else's breakthrough. And Jairus had the opportunity to, to, to do something like yeah. that when he saw this woman get healed. And what yeah. about my daughter over there, yeah. right? But we don't see that here. We don't see Jairus going, what about my daughter over there? Yeah. We actually see people frantically running to Jairus. And you know what happened? Jairus went in that room full of faith with Jesus. Jesus thinned out everybody he, else. He kicked everybody he, else He cleared the room, unbelief, right? Yeah. But what he did do is he took somebody in there that he knew would celebrate. Yeah. And in that celebration, I would just encourage you, let's celebrate the goodness of God and what you're seeing good happen in people's lives around you. And don't be freaked out. When you see God do something supernatural, hey, let's celebrate it. Yeah. To God be the glory. Give him the credit for it. And it's not a man that's done it. It's not the natural Jesus here. It's the supernatural power of God in us, through us. Let's go do the work of the, of the kingdom today. That's this is awesome, exciting. Man. I'm fired up. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Talk to you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.